everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 1st. 2020 strong hand unconfiscatable bitcoin is the next bitcoin do not accept the new normal fitting in is overrated personal responsibility is new counterculture deferral of gratification conviction we're in a golden age be relentless strive for greatness ambition avoid mediocrity okay principles over practicality i gave it all to you right there be an individual hello my elite friends i'm pretty pumped i did a show late last night during the daylight savings transition, it was a great show. Lots of great questions. We talked about Bitcoin and we went beyond Bitcoin. Today is all beyond Bitcoin, unless you've got some Bitcoin questions. We'll, we'll tie a little bit of Bitcoin in there. So if you've got questions, I got answers, type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. I will answer your questions. I'm happy to see Tay is in the uh, in the chat today. It's always uh Good to see him, whether it be online or in person. You never know. All right, dude. Uh, yes, so hello, Elite Friends. Did I say hello, Elite Friends? I don't know. The previous three shows have been great. So check out Saturday's show, Friday's This Week in Bitcoin show, and Thursday's interview with Charlie Lee. They are all linked to below. Five-digit realm. Oh, we're entering some turbulent times, aren't we? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. What's going to happen on Tuesday? Play this at 2x if you're watching this on tape. Let's uh, let's start this off by talking about food. Everybody know. Everybody always asks me, what do you eat? What's your system? And I talk about the intermittent fasting and the interval training. I talked about that on yesterday's show. I'm about to do my sprints and, uh, after I finish this show, uh, a little bit after I finish this show. But here's a new food tip, okay? A lot of you know that I love to eat avocados, okay? And I love to scoop out the avocado with onions or with apples. And I, I love onions too. I eat an onion like a freaking hand fruit, okay? It's very, it's good for you. Now, not everyone can do that. Now, um, and what I've added, what I have added to the system, and I only started this in September. I, I, I put pure cinnamon. I put the, I, I sprinkle the cinnamon in the avocado and I scoop, scoop it out with the apple or the onion, or I just put the cinnamon on the plate and I put a banana and I rub the banana all over the cinnamon. The cinnamon is very good for you and it is very tasty. And I, I get, don't, don't have any chemicals added to the cinnamon because there's, read the ingredients, make sure it just says cinnamon, cinnamon, that's all. But so I'm adding cinnamon because people do have, people have asked me, Adam, do you have, do you ever do spices? And I say, no except for um, uh, the orange stuff, coumarin, whatever it's called, turmeric, turmeric, I, I, I add. But uh, you can hardly even taste the turmeric, or I can't anymore. But now I've, 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 in September, I started putting the cinnamon in there. I want to tell everybody about it. And whenever I have meat, whenever I eat meat, which is basically or, or chick animal, I always, I, I need onion in there, okay? I need, so I, I can eat a lot of onion. Now, on my super low carb days, which is when I and I forgot to mention this yesterday, my interval training days, my sprint days, super low carb, like I'll have a little orange and I'll have some greens and I'll have a onion, but I'll, I'll try to have a small onion. OK, uh, so 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 on those on those days, I don't go crazy with the onions. I'm careful on my sprint days. It's just, you know, but by how, you know, I do these 44 hour fast also and. You end up skipping a day 
and you kill two birds with uh, one stone because you have a fasting day, but that's also a low carb day, isn't it? Because you didn't eat a darn thing on the day. Uh, so I, I have super low carb days, which is zero food at all, uh, 30 days a year at, at least. I, I, and I talked about that yesterday. But again, cinnamon is, is in the Meister uh, system now. And you, you can always tweak that the healthy system is the backbone of, of, of everything here over in a Bitcoin Meister land. OK, you keep it healthy. You can tweet it. You, you yeah, tweet it. You can tweak it, tweak it some. So I, I've thrown in some uh, cinnamon into there. And OK, and I gave you a little bit of insight on what I eat on days like this where I'm going to do my sprints. I have to do them earlier now because it gets dark earlier because of daylight savings time. But that's fine. Uh, so, and everything's linked to below. Well, it will be, if you're watching this tape, I, before the, if you're watching it live, not everything that I talk about is linked to below. Okay. So we started out with food and yeah, yesterday, yesterday's show, we talked a little uh, bit about that, uh, ego coin cult and my, oh my, did they show up in the comment section? <laughs> so amazing. I, and, and their listening comprehension was poor as, as predicted. Uh, but uh, you, you can watch that. Hey, by the way, this Tuesday is election day. Tone Bays is going to be on for six hours starting at 2 p.m. Baltimore time. I'm going to be on the show at, at some point. I'm going to be on there. And a lot of your favorite dudes in the uh, the hardcore Bitcoin people are going to make appearances and, and talk about all this political nonsense. And a, a, as most of you know, I, I believe that the it. The outcome will not be determined on Tuesday, and everybody needs to get used to that. Everybody should know that we're not going to know who won on Tuesday, but most likely uh, there 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 could be some freaking out in the financial markets if there is no outcome, and we might not get a clear outcome till until January, and that could cause some issues. So everyone should be prepared for that. I, I don't know why anyone's going to be shocked about that, but some people are going to be shocked about it. And the turbulence that could happen will be most likely the last possible time in our lifetimes that Bitcoin uh, could could go back down to the four digit realm. Now, I'm not saying it's happening, but, it, you know, we, we had a crazy time on March the 12th. So expect the uh, expect some wild times. But over the long run, guys, it, it's fine. It's it, at worst. It is just a another. Uh, little obstacle on the road to uh, a beautiful golden age ruled by Bitcoin. Okay. Now, yesterday, you know, a lot of people like to talk about, and by the way, Friday's show, I just put it out there in the live chat. So you can click on that and watch the Beyond Bitcoin. And uh, it, it is, uh, wow. <laughs> I don't even know what that dude, somebody brought up a Jodeci song. Okay, that's uh, that's that's very interesting. The pr you have a very interesting. Uh, okay, I'm not even going to get into Jodeci. I don't. Even, moving on. Let, let's talk about uh, something I talked about on yesterday's show, but I want to bring up again: uh, mass delusions. Okay, Ma mass delusions and, and the virus. So, if you're if some people are, are like, well, how how isn't this the end of the world? Because there's so many people that are just repeating the same talking points, you know, six feet away, wear a mask, you'll die otherwise. Um, it, it gets young people also, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we need to be scared. CNN tells the truth. And 
Yeah, it, it does. And so people can doubt themselves like, well, what I'm seeing in reality is is not what these people are saying. It doesn't seem as dangerous uh, as people are, are making it out to be. And how can this just be a mass delusion? How can everyone be wrong? And what I mean by everyone is like the mass media and uh, all the loud people, Hollywood, etc. How can they all be wrong? And I pointed to another mass delusion that we all live through. And that is all the time. And that is sell-by dates and expiration dates on food. And I talked about how you know, I'll, I'll eat eggs a, a month past the sell-by date. You know, many, most people, many people think that if, if you eat by after the sell-by date or after the expiration date, you're going to get you know, violently sick. If you eat an egg with a crack in it, you're going to get violently sick. Um, and, and, and it's people... And stores toss so much perfectly good food because of sell-by and sell-by dates. By definition, if, I mean, if you even look it up, that doesn't mean it. They, they straight up tell you that that doesn't mean the food's going to go bad the next day. But we live under this mass delusion where that, that you better get rid of it if it's past that magical date, which was uh, uh, you, you better you better be scared. You better be scared. So. Um, that, that's something we, we go through every single day. Now, who does that affect them? What I didn't get into yesterday, what, and I mentioned it briefly, is that suburban moms, suburban moms, they get scared by that. They, they I know suburban moms, and they do not know. They, they toss that food immediately. They toss that uh, if it's by, after the sell-by date. And if you think about it, who's the most affected by all the propaganda that's on TV these days? And who is making their political choices based on the fear? Uh, that is created by this mass delusion. I mean, it's it's suburban moms are overwhelmingly favoring, um, well, <laughs> Biden, I mean, uh, by far, because they're scared. And they believe this. They they believe this thing hook, line, and sinker. They're not willing, they, they don't they want to send their kids to school, even though it doesn't affect kids. But you know, they see on the TV, you know, one kid got sick once or something. Uh, so, and, I, and going back to the mass delusion of, uh, even in South Africa, I saw with my own eyes uh, the back of it, a supermarket. And South Africa is not a rich, uh, I mean, there's a lot of bad poverty there. And but behind the, uh, the, the supermarket, at, at the dumpster, there, there was some gross stuff in there, no doubt. But they, they've thrown away uh, like cheese that was just a day past, you know, a few days past the expiration date. And the cheese was perfectly good. A, a, a block of cheese can feed a person for a whole day. Uh, even in a, in a country like that, which is borderline developing, whatever you want to call it, they have major issues over there. They even throw away perfectly good food. This is the, so this is the mass delusion. If, if people fall for that mass delusion in South Africa, of course, all over the world, people are going to fall for a mass delusion that you should be scared of, of, of some virus that, that's out there. OK, uh, and the, the, the and I don't want to pick I'm not scapegoating everyone because. You are an individual. You should be able to make your own decisions. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, whatever. But suburban moms, females, are, are they are they're really uh, definitely falling for this more 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 than most people. And uh, it, it's amazing that these the, the thought process that's involved with mass delusions. This what uh, makes people. Uh, and this is why politics is is so is something you should avoid. But I mean, they make their political decisions based on uh, mass delusions and fear and. and it's, it's completely ridiculous. So, yeah, 200,000 people in the United States of America, they, they died. Yes, there is no doubt about it. And I, I, I want to make that clear because some people try, when, when you speak against the narrative, they try to say, well, well, look at the body bags. Look at, look, there's so many people that are dead. 
Well, yes, yes, there were 200, definitely 200,000, over 200,000 people in the United States died. Uh, because in the United States every year, millions of people die. You, you do know that, okay? Many people don't know that. That too, when you when you you know put it in perspective, two hundred thousand isn't that much, okay? So when, when you consider it's a country of three hundred over three hundred three hundred thirty million people or something like that, and plenty of people die of natural causes every year and, and, and other reasons, and so you have to ask yourself: of those two hundred thousand people that die, okay, how many would have died anyway, okay? How many of those people? are tossed into nursing homes uh, because their families don't give a darn about them. No one cares about them. They Maybe they live lives where they did not have friends or they, 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 they were in major debt. They, they lived here. They didn't have any personal responsibility. So they got sent to a, a, a nursing home and in nursing homes, the, the average uh, time you last in a, in a nursing home is six months. Okay. Once you enter it, most people die within six months. Do, do you know that? It doesn't depend. Doesn't matter what cold is going on around or what flu is going around. It's not a place you want to end up. But is it my responsibility for? Should I care that someone didn't take sent their mom to a nursing home to a, and that then a politician sent a bunch of sick people in there and then a a, a, a a new cold spread amongst them and killed a lot of people? I mean, should I be personally worried about that? No, I should not. Okay. With my grandmother, a blessed memory, I, I spoke of her all the time. We, with her, we took care of my grandma. We looked after her. We were proud of my grandma. She drove until this year. She drove a freaking car. She had her own place to the day she died. She had her own place and only had to leave it because of the situation that happened in her brain, unfortunately, which killed her. But, the, I, you know, all these people dying and stuff, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's that's going on behind the scenes. People don't care about their family members. People treat their their old people like dirt. Is that my – I didn't treat my old people like dirt. I, I choose not to do that, so I don't have to worry about when these when, when situations happen like this. But you're screaming and screaming. I have to worry about 200,000 people being dead. I should be scared about it. But a lot of it's caused simply by people throwing their old people in horrifying – horrifying places, okay? Or those old people when they were younger didn't make plans, okay? Make plans, make plans for yourself. But this is part, the death is, is caused by a lot of things out there. I mean, should uh, should we all be forced to, to take uh, care of somebody else's grandma? I mean, because everyone tries to guilt you. You're killing grandma. No, I'm not killing grandma. My grandma was fine. My, we took care of my grandma. You're not taking care of your grandma. That's not my life. That's not my I don't have to take care of your grandma, dude. I don't have to. And so, what, what's what's going back to the uh, the situation with the virus? Um, how many died with it instead of how many died of it? It's, it's a very good question because, again, many people die every year. Of those two hundred thirty thousand people, however many it is, um, how many people you know had a heart attack and then when they get to the hospital, they, they you know they die. And then they're like, oh, well, look, they had the, the virus also. And they check plenty, plenty. OK, there, there's there's plenty of examples out there of where uh, they've asked, uh, you know, Jack, uh, the golfer, Jack, uh, Jack Nicholas. I almost said Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. I mean, he, he just said that uh, he, he knows of people where the they, uh, and, you know, one, one example doesn't mean it's a tremendous trend. 
but where they ask families, can we mark you down as a, a virus death instead of you know what you died for? The, the hospitals are compensated uh, in, in a more lucrative way if they have a person that is uh, that has the virus. But so there's so many things to factor in that you don't have to be. If you think logically about the situation, it's it's not as scary as it seems. Are you an old person that got thrown into a nursing home because of your uh, family members didn't give a darn about you? Uh, are, are you obese? Uh, are you incre- because there there are people out there? Um, let me see what this is. Would you know? Excuse me. As I said, millions of people die every year. Imagine if there was a flu counter on every TV station and every website, okay? The Johns Hopkins flu counter that showed you uh, every day how many people were dying, how many cases there were. You'd probably get freaked out about the flu also, wouldn't you? I mean, it's if it's constantly thrown in your face, if you're addicted to sitting in front of the TV, you, uh, you, you'd get scared by any numbers, big, scary $200,000 numbers. 200,000, uh, but plenty of people die of the flu every year. Do, do you have a big hissy fit over that? No, you do not, because you're not, you're not, you're not told uh, what's going on every single year. But if there was a big counter, you probably would uh, get a little angry about it or become emotional about it. Uh, and what's this? With, with the, the current situation out there, would anyone notice, would, would really anyone notice the current uh, virus? If the TV, if there was no TV coverage of it, seriously, would would people be talking about this if there was no TV coverage of it? If the media had totally ignored it, like with the with the swine flu back in the day, would people be talking about it? I mean, would you notice anything? Would you really notice anything? Because first of all, you don't care. All the old people dying in the old people, so they die anyway. We people society throws all those people and they forget about them. So you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know all, all those old people died in the nursing homes. If you you wouldn't know about the, the sick the people who are already on death's door whose death got sped up a little bit you wouldn't know about it at all uh, because it isn't it isn't it, it's not people dropping on the streets of China which you so many of you think it is still still people think that can happen <laughs> that that nonsense all right so th- there you go that that, that explains uh, your numbers out there and. Another screaming, carrying, talking point out there, and this is from the productive strike back, pound that like button. So the productive, like me, like you guys, the in motion people, we need to speak our mind out there and not let these people who want to stifle innovation, who love to live in doom, who love to live in sickness and and fear, uh, they they say that profits are bad. They're screaming, if you don't believe in the lockdown, you, you care about profits over people. Profits, you're all about price. So they, they come up with a catchy saying. It's a catchy saying. You're about profits over people. Now, let me tell you something. Profits fuel progress. Profits fuel society. Okay. People, if people did not have profits at their businesses, they would not be able to feed themselves. They would die. So, yes, I, I support profit, profitable people. I think having profitable people, people being productive is great. It's better than encouraging a leech lifestyle, okay, which is what these people want to do, all right? Now, they just live off the government. You don't have to worry about – if people don't have their profits, if people don't have their businesses, they will die, okay? They will die. So, of course, uh, I don't want the government interfering to create a situation where profits are no longer a good thing and thus people cannot get their profits, can cannot be productive, and they starve and they die and they become – government or they become – 
government dependence, okay? So yes, I believe in profits over people. I do. I believe in profits over leachy people. Why not? What's wrong? What's wrong with saying that, okay? Um, but they, they also, the, the whole logic behind the profits over people nonsense is that it's, it's, it's a zero-sum game, that you can't um, – you can't it, you can't be safe if people have their businesses open. If people are making money, then obviously things aren't safe and a lot of people are going to die. No, that 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 isn't the case at all. You do not you can take if you're scared about being a, a healthy person, a sick person, whatever, you can just lock yourself up and let people continue their lifestyles so people can be profitable. You can be happy in your doom hole and everything. And and everyone, there's no force involved. For, you're you're beg you profits uh, people who think that there's profits over people. You are demanding force upon the profitable people to shut them down, to take away their liberty, to take away their freedom. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the other side of the story. Yes, profits over leachy people, profits over government inter interference. I, I I believe in that. Okay, uh, no shame in that. Productive productive strike back. Here's a story. Uh, I'll link to this below. Uh, another story about East Coasters buying houses in Montana. And uh, Bozeman is popular. I, I, personally, I thought Missoula was better than Bozeman. I, I enjoyed but But they, they were both nice. They, they were both nice places. Okay. I, I, yes, I've, I've been to Montana. Drove around Montana in 2015 and even got to go to Butte, Montana, which is the uh, – no, was it 2016 or 15? Why am I confused? No, it was 2015, yes. Uh, Butte. Why am I, it doesn't matter what year it was. You don't give a darn. Uh, Butte, Montana is the Baltimore of Montana. Pound that like button. Beautiful architecture there, though. Beautiful architecture. In, of all the cities, Butte had the best architecture. But, yeah, they had other issues. Uh, we just had a World Series, and uh, the Dodgers won. I, I did say I thought they were going to win. I guess congratulations. But Justin Turner, uh, who actually played for the Orioles a long time ago when he was terrible, uh, he, uh, he, in the middle of the, the, uh, in the middle of the game, they took him out because they found out he had the virus, but I, I and all these people were ripping on him because at the post game celebration, he showed up again. He was back on the field, you know, touching his, uh, he, he was wearing a mask, I think, but he, he was around his teammates and I was clapping. I was, I was like, good, good. You should enjoy yourself. There's a once in a lifetime type of thing. You're, you're around the best freaking athletes in the world here. They're not going to get sick. You're perfectly fine. Who knows if the test was even accurate. And there were all these people trying to shame him. Oh, my God. Shaming. I, I just loved it. I was like, this is great. He's, he's, he's enjoying life. So, but I, I don't know. Guilt statement. I hope he didn't. I hope he, he stood up for what he believed in. You know, that, you know I just won the World Series. I'm going to be out in the freaking field with my buddies. So good for him. And uh, so let, let me see over here in the chat if we have a question. So we have people chatting. Call uh, – what's this? Call 911. It's a son of a blank on the roof, shermed out in his birthday suit. I guess you're rapping there, uh, B. Stinger. I, I don't know that song. And Johnny NY said, hi, Bitcoin Meister. Well, hi there, Johnny. It's good to – it's good to see you there. We've got, I mean, we got, we got some unique beasts over there saying some weird things. Be a unique beast. Pound that like button. Next is we're going to go back to the, the complainers of the world. A lot of people that are fans of the lockdown 
there seems to be an overlap of, of, of some of those people. They, they don't like uh, big business. They, they're always envious of Amazon and you know, the Elon Musk of the world. And I, I, I of course, I, I'm not going to – I love when people strive for greatness. I love that Jeff Bezos strived and, and, and built this gigantic uh, company. It, it makes – I don't use Amazon uh, really that often because I hardly buy anything. Uh, but it, 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 it's made uh, life a lot better for for a lot of people. Okay, uh, but a lot of people want you know they want interference, uh, the government regulations on Facebook, Amazon, you know the, the big the big boys. But so the but some people they scream about how evil those corporations are. At the same time, they want lockdowns. Now, who made the most money during the lockdowns? Who did the best? Government obstacles. Who do? What companies are helped the most by government obstacles? The biggest players in the spaces, okay? They can afford, they know how to avoid the, the obstacles and the regulations, okay? They can deal with it. They can stay in business. Uh, well, the small companies cannot. They'll go out of, they'll go out of business. So this is from Alex Berenson, a great guy to follow on Twitter. It'll be linked to below by the time you watch this. Who loves lockdowns? Who makes more money in lockdowns than anyone else? Why the richest and biggest companies in the world, the tech giants, the mega retailers, and don't forget Wall Street. Good times. Did you have fun this spring? Spring? They did. Now, I'm not going to vilify them. They got to play the game that's presented to them. The game that was presented to them is a completely wrecked government interfered economy. Okay, so they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm not going to vilify them, but I'm going to point out that all you people who hate those those companies and are screaming for lockdowns, you're only helping them. Okay. You're, you know, your small hippie business that you uh, say that you love so much, you're hurting them by begging the government to use force. Okay. In this situation. So yes, lockdowns are absolutely ridiculous. Um, and they, they should not happen. And government interference is terrible on every level. And uh, speaking about the, uh, Government interference to an extreme. After 111 days, Melbourne, Australia's second largest city, is, which is Melbourne, which is Australia's second largest city, emerged from one of the world's longest and most severe lockdowns uh, with a mix of euphoria and caution. Okay, you can read that below. I'm glad it's over. I mean, there's still issues there. Uh, now we see you know, France is going into lockdown again. England is going into lockdown again. For all of you say, you know, the United States is such a horrible place. Um, we got a lot more freedom. Uh, we're not as ridiculous as what's going on over there. Um, so again, I'd rather be in the United States than be in France or England right about now or in Australia. But I, I did find a Twitter feed that is linked to below called Rise Up Melbourne. And they were showing protests that were going on in Melbourne. So people were getting frustrated there. People were going to the streets. And so God forbid, uh, if this were to, to happen again, if they were to lock down Melbourne, um, I think people are ready to, to fight back this time. I, I hope. I, I hope so. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want Melbourne to be locked down again. All right. So let me tell you about the picture that uh, I used. Um, I've been on this Beyond Bitcoin show. I I keep on uh, every week for the last what, six, seven weeks now. I, I show a, a photo from when I used to value my wealth in uh, the ladies. Uh, and I've, I've known many ladies, as I've said, and some I've been 100% successful with, some I failed with. Uh, the one who's pictured there, I was successful with. I was able to 
you know, go all the way as, as one would say. And um, she was, as she is, a, a, a very intelligent uh, young lady. And sometimes the uh, most intelligent uh, can be the most uh, uh, crazy sometimes. And uh, it, it shows you that high IQ might not make you the most logical person at times. And just definitely a, per, a party, a person who used to put, so why, why, why did I put her up there today of all days? Well, back a while ago on a Halloween night, just like last night, and by the way, in Baltimore, on those daylight savings nights, uh, Club Charles used to have the, the best parties. And I, I hung out with this girl at Club Charles at, at another time. But the story I want to tell is about uh, – it was a Halloween night in the middle of the week. It was the middle of the week. But we all went out and partied anyway, okay? There was, there was a big – a big, a big, and I had already been successful with this girl um, – yeah, a few a week beforehand, let's say it was it was quite recently. So I won again. I wanted it again. Of course, I wanted it again. And in the first time, it was so horrible. I had to sit through all these people. Um, I, I don't know if I should name the school that she's associated with, just in case you figure out who she. I, I, she she's a girl. She, she, I, I think she might have kids now. I don't even know. I don't. Wanna, she's a nice person, but um, what was going on at a, a part where where I finally was able to seal the deal? I had to wait through some really extreme nonsense at this party, all sorts of C blocking going on. Just, just, it was ridiculous, but I was able to, you know, I was able to get the job done. Okay. But now it's, it's Halloween night where everyone's drunk, everyone's partying. And, I, and again, I want to you know, seal the deal. I want to you know, get out of there. I want to leave the place. It's getting late. It's time. To, but, oh my God, there was, there was C blocking going on all over the place from a, a dude. And then it, this girl had one of those friends that was a C block girl. I can't say the word for C, but you know, you know what it is, okay? And man, it was it was getting pretty frustrated here. I mean, I had to talk to the guy, the guy that was trying to get it. There's no respect in Baltimore. There's never people. You clearly got some woman with you. Then someone else tries to get the. And I, I straight up told the dude, you know, this is. I, I explained the history of what had just recently went on, and he, to give the guy credit, he stopped at that point. That that was good. So, okay, cool. It's, it's Halloween night. We're all in ridiculous costumes. I didn't know what the heck I was wearing. You know, whatever. I was dressed up as like a hipster or something. I don't know. Everyone's wearing ridiculous costumes. And so it's, it's, it's time to get out of the place. Okay. Yes. Yes. Awesome. It's a, I can't be C blocked anymore. I can't, it cannot, it cannot get worse than, you know, what was last week. And now this week it can't. So uh, of course we, we go up to the, the apartment, but the friend, the, the female friend, is still there. The female friend is still drinking and it, it, it getting in the way. Clearly just cannot be satisfied that her friend who I was, who's pictured there, uh, that, that her and I are about to have a fun time and that she's not. So she's got to, you know, this other girl's got to have this whole big complaining and whatever, crying. And I don't know. I don't even remember the whole darn thing now. Okay. But sure enough that the other girl eventually fell asleep. <laughs> And I was able to seal the deal. And it was great, whatever. I was so happy to because, you know, I was so cheap back then at my house on Linden Avenue in Reservoir Hill. I It was already cold for some reason on October 31st. And I didn't want to go. My place was cold. So this place, it was a nice apartment near. Um, well, I'm not going to say where it was near. Um, but it was, it was, I was so happy. It was warm at this place. And I had just done what I, you know, and, you know, it was annoying that this, you know, there was so much alcohol and everything and nonsense and drama involved, but I was happy. So it's the next morning. It's, it's time to leave. It's, it's like a Wednesday or something. And unfortunately the, the friend is still outside. The friend is still there. And the friend needs, needs a ride. The friend needs a ride. So I have to give 
this person who was C blocking me just hours beforehand. <laughs> so we go downstairs, me and the friend. We are walking on Charles Street, which is a big street in Baltimore. We are wearing the most ridiculous costumes. I, I don't know. It's the, it's daytime. It's like nine in the morning or something. Like people are commuting to work. It was I was doing the walk of shame with a woman that I did not even you know seal the deal with the night before. Uh, but I I I, I, <laughs> I took I took her to his place and uh, so that's what I was doing on this very day. Now it's November first. A, a few years ago, on this very day, I was taking a C blocker. On the, on the on the walk of shame. I mean, uh, even though you know, we're wearing, clearly everyone knows, like you're, you're still wearing your Halloween costume. Something you did something pretty shameful last night. Uh, shortly after this, uh, the girl that's pictured there with me, um, we, we we hung out some more, and we actually had a normal time hanging out uh, that did not involve massive alcohol or other substances, which was great. Um, but then there was another – then eventually, uh, I think around Thanksgiving, there was a falling out. Because I I did not know – you know, I didn't have red pill knowledge, as they say back then. And I kind of wish I did because I would be – I would have known how to uh, ride the uh, female wave uh, much more so than I did back then. I, I, I'm, I'm – you know, it was, it was a great time. I had lots of fun. But who – I could have had a lot more fun if I would have known the way – the true ways of, of, of women back then. But something that I – was starting to get a hold of, which was a good development, a good sign of maturity, is that with this girl who I had already been with quite a few a few times, um, there was another party we're at, and it just got too ridiculous, and I could not take it anymore. I could not take that someone this intelligent, someone who may have had a higher IQ than me, and I'm not I'm not like a genius or anything like that, but I'm just saying she's smarter than me. I I, I believe. She true was just acting like a child, like doing so many immature things, so many things involved with, with substances, and and I just had enough. I, that was it. I cut it off like that. I cut it off like that. And many guys can't do that. They still just try and they try and they try because they want you know what they want. And that was a a stage in my you know a development. I developed. I, I matured. I definitely matured. Uh, and so that you know whatever it was November. And I was like, I cut off, I cut it off completely. Lo and behold, uh, later in April or May, um, I did run on, into her at an outdoor event, and that is the uh, photo that you see uh, that you see right there. And we, you know, we were nice to each other, and we made up, and et cetera, et cetera. But it was it was a mature thing. But I, I couldn't deal with that drama anymore, and and I never entered that drama ever again. It was just just friends after that and everything. And uh, I hope, um, you know, she. I hope she's doing well. I, I hope she's doing well. We, I, I haven't seen her for a little while, and um, she was a very skinny, uh, light, light, light skin. You can tell, and reddish hair, uh, like a, a British descent, a British descent, uh, definitely, and and a world traveler. She, she was a, a very interesting person, and uh, and a, a, a nice, a very deep down, a nice person. But you know, a lot of people can have issues when they're partying and stuff okay enough of that so you there's my halloween that you get a, you get a whole thing you get a you get a whole uh, little uh, sample of the past you can of course play that at 2x and skip the whole thing but yeah the c blocking oh my god her friend c blocking unbelievable and, and just the whole c blocking of that night see you know coc i'm not going to spell it okay now ben shapiro who never you know he's the opposite of what i was doing you know that man, he, he was a, a V until he got married, okay? 
he didn't value his wealth, wealth in ladies at all. He he studied hard, and then when he was, you know, he he stayed by the tradition. So you got to give him credit. He nothing like that ever happened to Ben Shapiro. He had a, uh, a link to below. He did a good show case against Joe Biden. It, it's good. It, it's very logic and reason there for those of you who who want real. If you really care about politics and you really think there's a big difference between the two guys, he'll he'll give you some uh, something to back up your opinion. Um, and he gives some scenarios where it could get kind of, um, you know, if you have Bitcoin, you don't have much to worry about. OK, you can get by some of the bad things that might come about from a uh, a, a socialist uh, controlled <laughs> uh, uh, legislative body and a uh, executive branch. But and I, or a, a leftist, should we say. But you watch it. It's linked to below. Uh, here is. And we are entering, since the government has shut down so many businesses, or well, and many businesses have gone out of businesses, gone out of business because of government interference. If you are a really intrepid entrepreneur, there are, and you don't think the government's going to interfere again. I mean, these, these are big ifs. There's opportunity out there because once things get totally back to normal, uh, there are some businesses that are missing that were legitimate businesses that are gone now. So there is going to be some there's going to be some new business growth true taking the place of legitimate old businesses that unfortunately just threw in the towel. So th th this is not for the the I I, I don't believe in uh, you know starting a new brick and mortar business or you know so, some new retail business. I think it's very risky. I think you should just you know, get, get into investments and, and such, which is, of course, the best investment is Bitcoin. But there are people out there. Everybody's a different. Everybody's a little different. Some people are more entrepreneurial than others. But, you, I mean, you know, look at the lay of the land. I mean, there are going to be a lot of empty um, businesses, empty, empty storefronts out there. So that's opportunity for some some bold people. And I would not trust that there's not, you know, it depends on what state you're in, if there's going to be another uh insane government interference uh, episode and the eagle the, the egalitarian the egalitarian i can't even pronounce the word the egalitarian mindset has infiltrated so many people there that they no longer understand that in terms of health in terms of health outcomes people are not equal because people some people work on their health and some people just, you know, they think maybe they'll take a magic pill one day or they, they don't care. They don't, they, and everyone's got a choice. You don't have to maintain yourself. Okay. But there are people out there that just, they don't get it. That well, it's, it's, it's wrong that the, that these people are dying of this just because they are unhealthy. You know, why, why do the healthy people have the advantage? The healthy people worked on it. There are not, <laughs> we don't live in a magical world where everybody ends up ends up equally susceptible to certain things that are out there. If you maintain yourself, you are not going to be susceptible to a lot of diseases that are out there. But the, we, this this weird egalitarian mindset that is out there that everybody uh, equality of outcome. <laughs> There's equality of outcome when it comes to uh, diseases. Now people can't grasp that fat people are not healthy. They just can't. They can't get it. Like, well, why are they dying? Well, what? Uh, and uh, there's another Ben Shapiro I want to. Uh, oh, three-letter agencies. We 
you say what you will about the FBI, CIA, NSA, they exist, okay? Now, who funds them? The taxpayers fund them. We fund them. They should be responsible to the, the citizens of, of America. There's no point. Without, without America, they would not exist. Without the citizens, they would not exist. They are public servants. They are public servants. So, so do we want our public servants you know, looking for threats against Americans? Okay. That doesn't sound, you know, if government's going to have a purpose, uh, if it's looking for international threats or, you know, okay. If they're, they're, they're out there supposedly protecting us. Okay. But what, what seems to be happening is that they come up, they just go around framing Americans looking to make up because when they can't find a plot, when they can't find a scary situation, they decide to, you know, trying to frame some people. Let, let's frame some uh, people from a political uh, place that we don't like, okay? A political attitude, political beliefs that we don't like. So we, we hear about this, about Michigan and, and the, the threats toward the governor. And then that was, all, that was the, the, the three-letter agencies going out of their way to set up a, a, a situation where they looked for some rightists and came up with a plot, and then they arrested them. Do we really, I mean, it seems like a complete waste. And, and complete nonsense, and that these that maybe these agencies should not be as big as they are if they have that much time in their hands, where they have to go make up pl plots and frame people. Just putting it out there. Now, I mean, if there were legitimate threats that they were uncovering, that's another thing. But like making up plots and framing people, that's totally different. Pound that like button. Uh, people often ask me, you know, what are what, what are your type of hobbies, Adam? And Obviously, I say Bitcoin and, and health-related uh, matters, and running, and, uh, and, and, and one thing that I don't talk about that much that I want to say is definitely – and reading uh, genealogy. Genealogy is a hobby of mine. It is. I, I like to I – like, I like Ancestry.com. I, lo I love doing research into my you – know, trying to track down relatives of mine and – as I said pretty recently, I finally was able to confirm because if you're Jewish, at least on <laughs> on on Ancestry.com, you it just shows that you have all these relatives, just like all these fourth and sixth and you know. Occasionally, you'll see you know a second cousin, like oh yeah, I know who that is. Obviously, I know who that's. It, you don't find random second cousins, like. The, or at least for me, like the six or five second cousins that were shown for me, I knew who they are. I know, I know how they're exactly related to me. But then you've got this third cousin level, and I don't know who any of these people are. Like, who are these people? What is this? And then the fourth and the sixth cousin. I mean, there's just too many of them. It's way too many of them. Uh, but I, as I said recently, I was able to figure out who a third, how I was related to a third cousin through my father's through the Meister, pure Meister side. It was actually a, a female who she, but she comes through all her, the way she's related to me is like through her mother's 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 mother. Our, our, uh, our great grandparents were siblings. Okay. Our great, we have the same great, great grandparents. Uh, but the, the cool thing is she sent me pictures of her uh, grandmother and her grandmother looks like my grandfather's sisters look when they were alive. So it was, it's just cool. I, I like that kind of thing. So um, I, I, if you want a, ho a new hobby, it's, it's fun. And you have to use your head a lot. You have to try to figure out 
because you, 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 if you see how, because the other thing that Ancestry.com does, like with this girl, it showed me the common ancestors or the common current people that we share DNA with. So I was able to track it down to the specific Meister side, um, not like, not, not who my dad's grandmother was, but okay, I'm not going to, anyway, it's fun. It's fun. And you have to use your head a lot to, to figure things out. And occasionally you're able to, to find some, and as I said, her family had been living, has been living in Baltimore as long. Uh, they just forgot about each other that, I mean, I guess in the 1920s and stuff, or no, in the 1940s, they used to know each other, but they never left Baltimore and my family never left Baltimore either. And we didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that last name for anything. Um, but, but the last name is, uh, well, it doesn't matter what the last name is. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, and it's, it's kind of cool to see like an older person that looks like an older person you used to know. It's, it's, it's weird. Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, we already had Halloween sort of canceled in some states, right? Uh, and now there are certain states that say you shouldn't gather with more than X amount of family members on Thanksgiving. And so that'll come the well, unless unless November 4th, which is possible, everyone's going to forget the media will stop talking about the virus. It's very I believe there's a there's a big chance that uh, if if Biden becomes president and clearly wins, that yeah, the media will just forget about it. And the, all these uh, proposed canceling of holidays will just be totally forgotten and people won't be scared anymore. But let's say that the talk continues about canceling Thanksgiving. I mean, that's what they're proposing. They're saying in your own private house, you shouldn't be able to gather with who you want to do, so, with who you want to gather. And I'm not sitting here silently when they say they're going to cancel. I don't celebrate Christmas. You know that I'm Jewish, but that's insane. Christmas should not be canceled. Thanksgiving should not be canceled. Okay. You should be able to have as many people around your Christmas tree, around your menorah, around your turkey, around your Ramadan, around your anything. Okay. Any religion, no religion. I, I say every religion has their right to their holidays. No government can cancel a holiday. And one of the reasons I want to speak out loudly about this is just in case it does come to a situation where Christmas starts to get threatened. Um, I, it's the it's the government. OK, I'm not going to be surprised. There are going to be people of different religions who are like who are, who are leftists, who are leftists, who claim to be of certain religions and are going to be cheering on the canceling of Christmas. And it's going to and people are going to scapegoat immediately. They're going to immediately scapegoat. Well, it's the you know who is it's not the government that's trying to cancel. It's the big long term plan of you know who to cancel Christmas, and that is that is not the case at all. Any logical person of any religion doesn't want anybody's religion, uh, religious ceremonies that don't involve them, religious gatherings being canceled. It's none of my business what somebody does around their Christmas tree at their house okay but the government might make it that way and we're going to get if it, if it comes to christmas being canceled there's going to be a lot of unnecessary scapegoating going on and i i i talked about on yesterday's show in utah they, they the government tried to scare everyone and they sent out a text message to everybody with a utah phone number uh saying that the the virus caseload went up and that you should be scared 
And sure enough, I, I checked out the article about it in the Salt Lake City newspaper. And there were all these, you know, screaming Karens in there saying, oh, you know, the government should have done X, Y, and Z. But as people naturally do, when they're scared, it's divide and conquer. They, they were just blaming Mormons. They were blaming Mormons. If it weren't for the more, they were saying, they were just making fun of Mormons saying they, they, you know, they gather and they didn't believe in this. So that's why we're all going to die because of the Mormons, because they, 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 it, it was so ridiculous and so typical, so typical of panic prison people. They have to blame someone else uh, for situations that are not even that bad. There's no personal responsibility anymore. Scapegoating is disgusting. So it, it was no surprise that in, if people start getting scared in, in, in Utah, then they blame the Mormons. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. It was just, and they had no shame about it either. They had no shame about it. All right. And this is to, it's totally wrong to scapegoat. Take personal responsibility. If you're scared, lock yourself up. And this is from Hawkeye Knowledge. Who is this dude? To ban liberty and property rights because some people are scared is to tell the individual that their liberties and property rights depend on the conduct of sheep. Yeah, that, that, that's linked to below. Check it out. Um, your, your, your liberty and property rights do not depend on the conduct of sheep. <laughs> now, uh, I... I this South Dakota, that governor over there, I don't want to put her on too much of a pedestal. She's done great. She didn't lock them down. And she, for those of you who say, oh, the world is ending, there are no opportunities out there. Now, I don't think working for the government is the best thing in the world. But she said she put out there law enforcement from all around the country is welcome to come to her state because they need a law. They, they have a shortage of law enforcement officers, if, if that's uh, your cup of tea. So. Elon NV. Oh, God, I'm finally getting to the Elon Musk part of the show. This is a woman that is supposedly a space fan. Her name is Carolyn Porco. And this is what she has to say about Elon Musk. SpaceX will make its own laws on Mars and not recognize international laws. Proof that the kind of excess wealth that leads to power and influence leads also to unrestrainable Binding, uh, blinding hubris and arrogance, and thence to evil. This must be stopped now. <laughs> so Elon Musk is is such an innovator, spending so much money. He wants to put establish a colony on Mars, and guess what? He did all the hard work. He did he did everything, and he wants to run that colony the way he. He's not going to recognize what's going on back on Earth. He went. Went where no man, man has ever gone before, established a city on Mars. He wants to do things his way. And you didn't help him. You didn't. So what, why do you? And so this must be stopped now. <laughs> this woman wants. No, no, no. It's, it's, let, let's stop him now. Let's let's stop. Dude, it's none of your business. It's not. What do you what? Who cares what happens on Mars? You send someone to Mars and then you abide by international standards from Earth. OK. You do that. You that that should be what you're worried about. But no, you want to take away from a productive person and define how he runs his life. You have no right to do that at all. No right at all to do. But it's kind. Of, I mean, many people were agreeing. Many people are agreeing. And here's a great reply though: Mars belongs to Martians. 
If you're going to complain, then start your own company. Otherwise, you have no right to whine like a child. Clickbait media like you is why the world is burning. We'll build a better world on Mars. Say all you want while SpaceX gets stuff done in motion. Uh, more than 80% of hospitalized virus patients had vitamin D deficiency, says this study. So yeah, people are eating like pigs and they stay inside all the time. And of course they're gonna have vitamin D deficiency. Bottom line is be active and eat healthy. Um, it's really simple, guys. It's really simple. It doesn't take a lot of work. Laying around on your couch in front of the TV, you're not gonna get vitamin D exposure, okay? And, and vitamin D, D is not only important against protecting you against this, this virus, against anything, against anything. Um, it, it, it's any disease. If you, I mean, there's, a horrible vitamin D shortage among most people today, vitamin D deficiency. But do what I do, just go outside. I walk to synagogue um, on Saturdays and Sundays here, uh, and I'm out in the sun. The sun starts to bear down on you, but it's great. I mean, it's don't, don't try to get burned or anything like that, but walk, walk, walk during the daylight hours it's, or run like I do too, which I'll be doing uh, pretty soon. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to skip this. We don't need to talk about this. Um, Fox, I, I don't remember what day it was now. I'm getting confused. But in Philadelphia, there were big disturbances on the streets of Philadelphia because of a police-involved uh, shooting. Uh, and there were – Philadelphia is, you know, depending on what day it is – is either the fifth or sixth most populated city in the United States. You know, Phoenix and Philly, you don't know how many people are in each. It doesn't matter. But that's it's that's tremendous, okay? It, to, to have a, a situation like that, it's newsworthy when people start to go crazy uh, for two days and a Walmart. I mean, you, you probably saw – maybe you didn't see the pictures. But Fox News, the big headline was describing what was going on in Philadelphia. CNN – didn't have it on there at all on their uh, CNN.com. Now, why would they do? Why do you think uh, that, that at this, especially where we are right now, we're a few days away from the election. Why wouldn't they talk about something that's going on in Philadelphia? Why wouldn't someone this political talk about what's going on in Philadelphia when it's as disgusting as what was because they don't want to offend any voters in Pennsylvania. They don't want not offend, awake, any wake up voters in Pennsylvania. If other voters in Pennsylvania see the freaking chaos that's going on in Philadelphia, maybe they're going to think twice about uh, going with CNN's candidate, okay? So you can see why different publications talk about certain things during certain times of the year, all right? It was, you cannot deny that it should have been on the cover of every, from MSNBC to CNN to Fox when the fifth largest city in the United States is on fire. Okay, that, that's, 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 that's some, it doesn't matter what your political persuasion is. When it doesn't show up, that's when you have to start asking, why are they doing this? All right, now I'll skip that one. Oh, my God. It's, this dude in, tweeted this on March 17th. You have to give this guy all the credit in the world. The moral, the moral of the virus will be that social contagion uh, via social networks is more dangerous than biological contagion. He knew it even then. He knew it even then that the, verse, the, the worst virus would be the mental virus uh, 
that a social social media would create, the fear, the panic prison that it would create would be worse than the actual virus. So Ben Shapiro had uh, Jared Kushner, Kushner on his show. Now, I actually never heard Jared Kushner speak before. I was of the belief that since he married the president's daughter, that he got his position in the administration uh, because of contacts, you know, because of who he knew, uh, <laughs> the president's daughter, and that he probably was not would not be good, a good consultant for the president, that he probably had no business being in the White House. And I, I did not do much research into him. Uh, and I heard many people from both sides of the aisle, in fact, kind of use him as a scapegoat, try to blame all of Trump's problems on him, that he was you know, someone in the administration who was sabotaging everything because he was inefficient. Well, link to below is the – he was on Ben Shapiro's show last Sunday, and he was great. He's, he was great. Uh, he's very qualified for the position that he has. Um, the president should have let this guy speak a long time ago. Um, I mean, if he's, I don't think this dude's running the show. If this dude was running the show, I think the show would be a lot different. Um, he's a smart guy. And, uh, yeah, my, you know, it's only a few days before the election now, but get get him out there as much as possible. He, he should have been a surrogate out there all along. He was impressive. He was on on a political level. He he was impressive. And no, he's not some sabotage dude or anything like that. Um, you, you watch it yourself. You make your own decisions. But uh, I, I, my mind was changed on, on on Jared Kushner. Definitely, definitely a, a person that that could could help your administration. Now there was a lot of politically correct stuff that he said, uh, but he he should have been allowed to speak a while ago. I don't know why he wasn't speaking for the president uh, previously. Okay. Make crypto parlor real, guys. I'm on parlor. I'm a Bitcoin Meister there. If you don't like uh, Twitter, go to the parlor. It's been fun. Uh, and all right, I said I was going to talk. We're going to. We're almost at the hour mark. Are there any other questions there? Uh, spent the weekend selling a bunch of stuff I don't need. Going to use the proceeds this week if there is a March 12th event. Roman Q, pound that like button. That is long-term thinking. That is being proactive. Uh, Johnny says, my mother buys into the fear and gloom and doom. I don't want to disrespect her or argue with her. I, I respect that. A lot of people's mothers buy into that. And so there's, if it's your mom, um, you know, let her, just make sure she's healthy. Just make sure she's healthy. If it really gets, if she starts to become mentally crazy because of it, then, you know, have, have a talk. But, uh, no, there's you're not you're not alone there. I'm sure there are many people on this chat right now that can say the same thing about their moms. Their moms have totally bought into this, um, and it's become a soap opera for them because a lot of moms used to watch soap opera. They're no soap operas anymore. So this is this is a new fangled, disgusting uh, uh, soap opera. So I, I respect you uh, for for you know not getting in mom's face or yelling in my you know. But I, I could see how if if a mom. Didn't let her kid, you know, if something I can see how people would get in there into arguments with their relatives over this. OK, and that's that's really unfortunate that it's come to come to this fear. Fear is. Uh, fear is disgusting. Fear is it, it really uh, can warp people's minds. What is this? Uh, wow. 
I'm going to, I'm going to zoom through this. Never in human history. This is from Mike, from Michael Saylor's uh, Sailor Academy. I did not know he had this uh, sailor.org organization. Okay. And it says never in human history. So I, I knew him from the Bitcoin stuff. Never in human history has there been more self-learning options open to so many. More work to do, but honored to be part of the open education ecosystem. Join now and learn skills you can use tomorrow. All courses and certificates are free. So, dude, Michael Saylor is part of this educational revolution too. And I just want to put that out there because not many people know that this Saylor.org even exists. So good job, Michael Saylor. Uh, we need new educational options out there. You are in motion. The Saifedean, who is a great Bitcoiner, has been on the tip of the spear when it comes to this virus. And he is not scared. He is not scared. He continues to speak every day about it. I mean, I speak every week about it on the show. He, he's taken it to a, a whole new level here. And he says, here's another tweet. Follow him, guys. Follow him more so for the, uh, I mean, I love him for the virus stuff. He, he, the Bitcoin stuff, I already, you know, I, I've got a very strong hand. But the, the virus stuff, he, he comes up with some really funny, awesome, awesome stuff that can influence other people. Remember that being a pathetic, hysterical little bee alone is not enough. You must wear your fear like a badge of authority and use it as, to harangue and harass anyone who is not pathetic, is not a pathetical, pathetic, hysterical bee. They must be made to conform with the fearful cattle. Do it for the science. <laughs> Tell that like button. That is linked to below already. Uh, here's an interesting thought from Jordan Shaxel, who's a good person to follow uh, if you're concerned about the virus. Individual health experts are greater than public health experts. Yes. Learn to take care of yourself. Don't rely on someone who just deals with the massive nebulous public to tell you as an individual uh what to do. All right. People, you know, everybody's, everybody's different. You have to be an expert on your individual health uh, instead of worrying about what these public health uh, people are, are trying to dictate governmental policy. So that's linked to below. Neil Woodfine has a great tweet thread that you should check out. If you live in fear, you must individually take your own precautionary measures. If you fear for others, you must accept that the world is sometimes dangerous. Give me liberty or give me death. He encourages people uh, to talk about the situation through the individual liberty and freedom lens instead of you know getting bogged down in you know, masks stuff and all, all the hysteria. So he it's he's very logical. Check him out. Chile, the beautiful South American country that I spent uh, two months in in 2018, they just voted in a landslide in favor of a referendum to rewrite the current radical. They, they, this guy calls it a radical right wing constitution. It was it was a freedom constitution, and they have their short term. All the, the leftists down there, um, they're going to get rid of their constitution. They're going to rewrite their constitution. That is really unfortunate, okay? Because they were the most free country, the wealthiest country in South America. This is this is a bad sign. Uh, envy, envy of the wealthy. Because so many people became wealthy there, 
uh, and there was there became some noticeable income inequality that people became envious. And so they just sort of wrecked the whole system that, that elevated all of their standard of living. It, it was so, there's such freedom down there in, in many financial aspects, more so than in the United States, I, I, I would see. Um, as, you know, when I would go to the food market, the, the tremendous food market they had out there, they would allow uh, just poor women could buy garlic inside and then peel the garlic outside and sell the garlic without uh, sell peeled garlic and to make some money. And that's uh, that's lack of that's lack of uh, financial or lack of what must have been looking at, uh, regulation, lack, lack of. But this is what I'm talking about. Economic freedom has been promoted by the Constitution. If, if they're going to go the other way, there's going to be all sorts of new uh, regulations that it's going to cut down on economic. Everyone is going to be hurt. So it is a shame. Um, everyone's standard of living is going to be brought down. But that's that's what people some of these uh, people love. They love just everyone must be equal. The outcome, we all must be equal in terms of our wealth. And it's so unfair that people were getting wealthy. So let's uh, let's get rid of this far right constitution that has brought so much success to us. I, I, I really hope they come to their senses. I doubt they will. Uh, all right, now we, we talk about that. And finally, there is a link below that says, if pandemic thinking was applied to everything, it is hilarious. It's a hilarious video. It's a very funny video. Uh, I, I don't really know this dude, but it's it's good. So check it out. It's linked to below. The show went an hour. Uh, yesterday's show was insane. It was fun. <laughs> the comments were insane under it, I think, that are out there. So watch it. All right, guys. I think that that's it. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. Follow me on Twitter at T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Thanks a lot and uh, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'm going to do my sprints.